what tomorrow is. Tomorrow is a new month. Um, if you are listening to this on September 30th, which is the day that it comes out, then tomorrow, as you may notice, is going to be the start of October. It's very exciting. I know I always say that I don't really like fall, but that's only because, and I know what you're thinking, you're thinking, how could you not like fall? But it's because for me, it's a foreshadowing of winter. Although I am going to relent a little bit on my perspective here because I really do like it. I just love summer. So it's not that I don't like fall. It's that fall feels like packing up and moving a house, moving from a house that you absolutely love. Imagine it's like a mansion, let's say. And then you're moving to a house that's really pretty, but it's just okay. It's like smaller than the mansion. You know, it's it's one bathroom instead of two. So that's the kind of mental battle um, going on for me right now as we head into fall. But that being said, I'm going to be okay in this tiny little house with the really pretty colorful outside, aka beautiful leaves and nice weather. And I'm going to make the best of it. Um, And at least we're not in the cold, dark cave yet of the winter, which I will also try to make the best of. I might just need to come to you guys to vent about how cold I am all the time. So watch out. There's going to be like tons of podcasts. We're going to like one a day about how cold I am. Anyway, oh my, I do digress. Um, As I was saying, if you are listening to this on September 30th, which is the day it comes out, tomorrow is the start of a new month. You may or may not know this about me, but I like to make monthly themes. August was make way for ducklings. And so what I did was I sort of tapped the brakes to let a whole bunch of interesting new opportunities and ducks cross the road of my brain. And September was all about getting those ducklings in line because I tell you what, I had to get my ducks in a row, so to speak, because they were running around everywhere. And while adorable and very sweet, they were pooping all over the place and keeping me very busy. Enough with the duck analogies. Um, October, so I don't like really have a theme. For now, I've just drawn a big pumpkin on top of my monthly map that I usually create for myself. And I guess the pumpkin is to signify that basically I just need to get home before the stagecoach turns into a giant pumpkin. As in, I'm going to be putting in some major hustle and grind this month. I have been working with a coach and I've really been seeing some areas in my own life and my business in where there's like room for growth and improvement. And because I always love to grow and improve and I just really want to get to the next level both personally and professionally. So right now, October, I am rolling up my sleeves and putting in some serious work, which means with that comes a couple of growing pains, which is part of the journey, right? I I definitely am going to be sharing and talking about some of the revelations and insights and challenges that I've been facing with all of you soon because I do think that it's beneficial to all of us, you know? That's kind of like what all this is all about. It's knowing that we're all in this together and sharing with one another as we learn and grow along the way. Right now, though, I'm a little... I'm just kind of like head down and in it because I'm rebranding a tiny bit. So you might notice some little micro shifts and changes, just teeny tiny things here and there. Let's call them surprises for now. Tomorrow, we are kicking off a health challenge 
which a health, the health challenges in the She Built This group are kind of like an offshoot of the main group. And we focus on hydration, getting back in routine with exercise, nutrition, meditation. Honestly, you guys, I have all but fallen off the wagon with meditation. My husband and I are supposed to be doing a 100-day challenge right now. And um, back in September, while I was chasing around all of those ducklings, my habits went a little bit by the wayside. But habits and minding my health is exactly where all of this energy to hustle and grind is going to come from. So it's really, really crucial for me to focus on it on the month of October. And that is also why we do the challenges in the first place, because your health and your body and your mindset are a huge part of a successful business and life. Whew, rant is over. So if you want in on the next challenge, you can always go to shebuiltthis.org and you sign up to be one of the first people to know about upcoming events. That way you don't miss a beat. We do um, one of these four times a year. This time, I'm actually partnering up with Meg Staples of Her Tribe Athletics, who makes comfy and really positive athletic wear for women. Speaking of women, the name of this podcast is Women Just Want to Have Fun. And in case you missed the Cindy Lauper reference, that's a spin on girls just want to have fun, but I'm pretty sure that it's not politically correct to refer to grown women as girls. So let me tell you about what inspired today's episode. It was a podcast with Dax Shepard, and he was interviewing Jason Bateman, who I love and is a lot of fun to listen to. At the end of the episode, they did a little fact-checking portion in which they fact-checked Jason Bateman, and he had brought something up called the Proust Questionnaire. So Dax and Monica, his co-host, proceeded to go through the questions together, and as they did, I was walking, and I wrote them down on the notes app on my phone as fast as I possibly could, and then I went home and Googled the rest of the questions. Why, you ask? Why? Why? Why are you this crazy person who is obsessed with questions, Emily? I love questions. I love personality tests. I love self-development. I love exploration. And like even those silly little quizzes that show what your top three themes for 2020 are going to be on Facebook, you know those? Oh, hint, mine were Tiger King, Pandemic, and Murder Hornets. Probably should have shared that with you guys back in 2019 when I got those themes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> number two, I find questions to be a really fabulous way to get to know others on a deeper level and learn about what makes them tick. Nothing is more boring to me than like just the same old, same old small talk. And it's pretty rare. It can happen, but it's rare that something juicy comes out of conversation about the weather, unless you get really creative. So that's how I like to get to know people. I like to ask them usually kind of fun quirky questions. And actually, when I first met my husband and we were just on like a texting basis because the phone is terrifying to talk on, I used to torment this poor man with questions like, if you were a shoe, what kind would you be and why? If you were a magazine, month of the year, day of the week, etc., etc. This poor, poor man, you're thinking this poor, poor man. Even now on date nights, I come down the stairs with like my clipboard and my latest and greatest newly devised couple activity. And I'm like, pour a glass of wine, darling. This one's going to be so much fun. Last week's activity, we went through every single place that each of us has ever lived. And we talked about the who, why, what's of them all. It was very fun. Did you know 
Fun fact, did you know that the average American has only moved 11 times in their life? My college roommate, I asked her, and she has moved nine times. My husband, Jason, has moved 23 times, and I have moved 26 times. These are unique moves, and it didn't count moving back to someplace that you've already lived. This is getting me so excited to tell you about another activity I did on my own last week with my past clients, but you know what? I'm actually going to save that one for a different day because I'm going on these tangents, and that one is very multifaceted, so cliffhanger. Today's episode, let's get back to today's episode, shall we? I am joined by Crystal Farley. She has been on my podcast before. Um, She is back again, and she is the owner of See Far Beyond the Box, as well as the ambassador of Women's Entrepreneurship Day in New Hampshire. She also is the host of her own podcast, the Grace and Growth Podcast, and she has a very impressive CV, which you can check out on her website, seefarbeyondthebox.com. I will be sure to put a link to the past two episodes that I've done with Crystal so you can hear more about her and what she does in her work with stress relief too. And I'll make sure to put those in the show notes. In today's show, she agreed to come on the show with me and play this question game with me. And it's funny, we when we were recording, we were both, uh, you'll probably get this vibe at the beginning, we were both kind of in like blah moods when we first got on air and I say on air like we were live, but you know, when I hit record and I was really, I'll just be honest with you, I was kind of feeling the pains of being female and she was making a large life decision. So I think we were just both in a really funky place in our heads, but that might actually be what you like most about the episode because we just kind of kicked back and had fun. And by the end of it, let's say mostly thanks to my hilarious humor, um, we were both laughing quite often and regularly. So you are going to want to grab a pen and paper, or you can, like me, use the notes app on your phone. But I do think that you're going to want to use these questions for more than just getting to know your spouse and your friends better. You can also use them in business. You can use them as inspiration for icebreakers. You can use them as small group discussion questions. You can use them as a basis for your next talk or your next speech. You can use them as an engagement driver on your social media. So I am giving you some like very exciting content for you to take back and do a little self-exploration of your own and then um, use it as you wish. I would, however, obviously use your discretion because some of the questions, I'll, I'll put a link to the whole entire questionnaire. Some of them go a little dark, but we skipped over most of those. Um, and yeah, as always, I'll put all the links you need in the show notes because I got you guys. Without further ado, or should I keep blabbering? It's a hard decision. No, no, no. You don't want that. Let's dive in, shall we? And make sure to stay until the end of the episode because I have a couple things to add on after the after I listen to the interview as my follow-up that are very important if I do say so myself. Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hello, Crystal, and welcome back, back, back oh gosh, 
so good to be back. The perfect day. Mm-hmm. It is. I, I think this is your official second podcast back here since um, being a host and then your third total. I think so. But I always love it when we connect and I always feel like there's so much time in between. There is there is a lot of time in between because we're busy ladies. We are. We are. <laughs> Um, all right. So as I said in the introduction, we were we both listened to this Dax Shepherd podcast that had all of these super fun questions. And I was out walking on a Saturday in the sunshine and I texted Crystal and I was like, let's do the Proust questionnaire as a podcast. And she was up for it because she's pretty much up for anything. So we thought we thought we would just kind of dive into it and have a little fun today. I am so excited. <laughs> it's, a, it's really such a great list of of questions for friends, for partners, for everybody. So it's really exciting. I mean, so me and my, me and my husband do this kind of thing. Like, I feel like he sees me come down the stairs with my clipboard on like a Saturday night and he's like, oh no, because <laughs> I do these kinds of things with him all the time in different, you know, like I come up with different little like get to know you games. Um, but yeah, they're really helpful. I think in your, in your relationships to always be learning about each other. Well, yeah, and there's that whole um, there's that whole school of thought where if people don't actually, you know, not that that we're going to get married, Emily. I mean, I would love to marry, but I'm sure Jason and Charlie would be pretty upset about that. But um, you know, there's this whole that that whole school of thought of where if two people don't even meet, or if they meet for the first time rather, and they ask each other X number of questions, and they are aligned on their answers for whatever these questions are, they're like going to be the perfect match and happily married, you know, happily married forever. Um, and so it's kind of an interesting, it's just so interesting that we're so complex, that life is so complex for us now, um, that really you can kind of see a true, the true nature of a person through just a list of questions. Yeah, it's true. Um, what do you, do you know what that magic number is on how many questions you need to align with? It, the, I think you go into the conversation with 30, which is similar to Proust, but um, I forget what the actual number is. We'll have to do like what Dax Shepard does and the, a fact check and we'll have to put it in your show notes. Good call. Okay. On it. Um, all right. So let's start with question number one. And you have the list in front of you too, right? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So we can kind of bounce them off and I don't have to ask them all, please. Um, what is your idea of perfect happiness? So the first thing that comes to my mind is Belle laughing because it's just like the most magical noise in the entire world and it just makes me really happy. Ah, I love that. And for people that don't know, Belle is her daughter and she is magical. She has like adult conversations with you and it's so great. Yeah. <laughs> and she's only nine. Um, I think my idea of perfect happiness is something I discovered this summer, which is sitting outside eating dinner. And it's not just like because I love eating but or sitting outside, but just like the feeling of dining al fresco and separating yourself from like the normal routines. It just made dinners feel so much more special and cozy. So it's something like that. It's like sitting outside with somebody that I love, you know, enjoying like conversation and food and being able to hear the airplanes go over and that kind of thing. And didn't you say it freaks your dog out? So that's probably part of it too. (laughs) Oh, so he just like, um, he wants to play. So uh, yeah, this is a, now you're going to get me into all these stories. He likes to play. (laughs) He, he, he likes to play ball. He's obsessed with his ball, like a lot of dogs, but our dog is very choosy about the times that he wants to play ball. And he definitely wants to always play when we're eating dinner outside. Cause he thinks it's like 
playtime, but we don't let him play within 90 minutes of eating because we don't want his stomach to turn inside out. So that's the story. (laughs) That's fair. I just listened to your podcast, just so you know, and you've shared that before. So yes, yes, I have. Fun facts. All right. What is your greatest fear? Death, dying, all of the above. Yeah, I think same for me. I think other people dying is also one of my greatest fears. Yeah, the I think whole thing. everybody the, the eternal darkness. I think absolutely everybody hating me is probably my true greatest fear. But we all love you, and that's never going to happen. No, I know, but it is my greatest fear. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's definitely like I say, death and dying. But I think like if you get down to it, you get like really granular. It's like uncertainty and unknown, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And okay, your turn. You at, you ask the next two. I'm just ever going to hate you. All right. So what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Such a strong word. Deplorable. It makes me think of Moira on Schitt's Creek. Um, I deplore it, a lack of confidence, which I know that sometimes creeps into my life. So it's something I'm working on, but that is my most deplorable trait. How about you? You know, mine's along the same lines. It's I wouldn't say it's lack of confidence, but it's more like I care sometimes too much what other people think. Yes, yes. That's more it, like what it, it is. It drives me nuts. Yep, yep. Um, okay, what is the trait you most deplore in others? I would say the whole one-upping thing. I would say like – And I think I learned about this when I sort of started learning about like trying to be there for other people better in relationships, because like, you know, innately as a like society, we tend to, if somebody says to you, I stubbed my toe this morning, the typical response is, oh, I've done that before. And then I kicked my shin. Like you make it worse. Like you make the, (laughs) what happened bad thing. And I think for me, that's kind of like, okay, like, are you really listening or not? So that's probably the thing that like is my biggest pet peeve. What about you? That's a really that's a really good one. Um, and Brene Brown, just to one up you on that. No, I'm Ooh, just kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, Brene Brown talks about that being kind of like a the the shut off valve for empathy, right? So when someone tells you about their problem or how they're feeling or what they're going through, you doing that to them is like completely turning off all of the empathy and turning it back on yourself. And then they actually feel the need to now comfort you, you know? So it's like way to do, like way to add that to their plate. <laughs> yeah. It's really terrible. It's a circle. But yeah. It happens. That's yeah. a good one. Um, I think I, I really don't care for self-centeredness and, and I don't know if it's the trait I most deplore in other people, but I do have a really hard time with it. It It's very similar to what you said because it's not listening, you know, and really being with the person that is speaking, it's then turning and making, I I don't like when people turn and make things about themselves, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a time and place for being confident and like, um, you know, a self promoter and that sort of thing. But I think when it comes to um, like being a good human, it it just looks a little different. That's all. Yeah. I think there's a pretty big difference. I I mean, it's super subtle, like when you get down to it, but when it shows up, it's a big difference, you know? Super fair. Super fair. Okay. Let's talk about some good stuff. So we understand what we hate about ourselves and others. (laughs) Let's talk about who do you admire the most that's alive right now? All right. My answer is someone that you introduced me to. And and I say right 
I just think she's a very like good person and she also is so much smarter than she gives herself credit for. Um, I really admire Angela Lucier, who is owner of the Speaker Sisterhood. And I just, I watch the things that she accomplishes and puts together and she does it like in a second. And just, I don't know, she's very inspiring for me. Well, and her story is just so amazing. She's, she's a good choice. That's a good choice. You know, I feel like I admire so many people because of just like, trying to do the best that they can with what they have right now. Right. And, you know, I think about, um, I don't really want to share cause I want to kind of maintain privacy if that's okay. But there is a woman in my life right now who's going through an extremely hard time and is literally working every day to try to shift and reframe and adjust her, um, emotional well-being due to just some bad things that have happened in her life, but she's trying to look for the good and make herself better. And I think that's, what I admire in people in general is that, you know, things are going to happen. It's really hard to see the amazing silver lining in, in the suck, you know, as it's happening, but to try to pull yourself out of there and have, you know, have resilience and grit and just try to do better every day. I just really admire that in this particular person that I'm talking about. Yeah, I love that. And and you don't need to say their name. Um, And I think I'm with you on, there are so many people that I admire, like different things about. So putting one person is tough, you know, but those are so kind of, hard. Those, I guess it's a lot too with the traits that we admire in people. Well, yeah. And then I'm going back to the, I don't want to like, you know, forget somebody because right, then they'll right. be upset with me because I deplore <laughs> that about myself. So <laughs> I really admire my dog because he just like kicks back and doesn't care, you know? Can we talk about how many times I look at my dog out that's like laying, looking outside at the birds and I'm like, I just want that. I know. <laughs> just and they, and they don't care. They're like, I don't care that I'm not working or like bringing any money into the home right now and just yeah. eating all the money. They don't care. No worries. No worries. Yeah. Um. Okay. This is a super fun question. What is your greatest extravagance? And I just copied these. Like I didn't make up these words. <laughs> I know deplore is definitely not a word in my, my normal book. <laughs> vocabulary, but my greatest extravagance. Now, now I got to get some clarification on that. Do we need mean like money or like, what do I like to indulge in? Like what I like to spend money on? Yeah, I think it go either way. So I think it's what you like to indulge in or like what you extravagantly indulge in. So that's such a good question. I would say wine, but I'm into box wine right now. So it's probably not accurate. Um, I, the first two things that pop in my mind are food and fitness. I will pay anything to try any sort of mental, physical, emotional fitness, right? To like try it to see if I feel better or food. And because I just love, love to eat good food. Note to marketers that are trying to market food or fitness products. Here is your ideal client. Ideal client, really. <laughs> just like shove it into my Instagram feed. I'm tapping on it. I'm buying it. I'm looking at the bio. Like it's all, it's all me. That's funny. That's good. Those are good choices. Um, I would say that I love spending a lot of money on clothing because <laughs> I really like clothes, but I don't do it, but I love it. So I remember when we talked about like style over the summer and because we've been able to sort of dress how we want to, because we don't really have to show up anywhere. Like it's kind of given us the opportunity to be really comfortable in our own skin. 
And you told me a little bit about how your style has shifted. And I sent you some pictures from a catalog I had gotten in the mail. And it was like, literally like the wealthiest people can only shop there. And I think you were kind of appalled by that, that I was getting catalogs <laughs> from these people. But it's not that I've ever bought anything. I just, I also like to window shop. I can appreciate that extravagance. I think, yeah, and everything in that catalog I wanted. My friend and I used to play this game when we were little where we would take like magazines like that and circle what we wanted on the page. And I was like, I want everything. <laughs> so much fun. All right. This is a very relevant question to the conversation we were having before the podcast. What is your current state of mind? I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> I actually said to my therapist this morning, I'm going to be okay. Um, You know, and I think it's like literally just trying to do everything I can do to stay focused right now and not worry so much about what's going to happen next because the uncertainty and the anxiety can sometimes get the best of me. So that's pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, good. Um, And it's okay to be okay. Sometimes okay is 100%, you know? Exactly. Sometimes 50% is 100. I am frazzled. (laughs) But um, and I don't want like I don't always want people to think of me as frazzled. But today, I am truly frazzled. So but it's all good. Like you said, it shall pass. I'm even dressed frazzled. I have like five coats on right now. And it's hot. I don't know what is happening. Well, but it's so weird, though, because it was freezing three days ago. And now here we are. And it's like 80 degrees outside. I'm having a hard time as well. This change of season things kind of kicks me in my butt every year. So yeah, I think that's let's blame it on the change of season. All right, you go next. So what do you consider the most overrated virtue? Being nice. Because it's great to be nice. It's actually fantastic. I love when people are nice. I love being nice. But I don't think I don't think you can always be nice and speak your truth, if that makes sense. And maybe you can, and then you're just genuinely amazingly nice, and that's awesome. But that's mine. Yeah, I wonder if nice is a real thing sometimes. So that's fair. That's a fair statement. Um, I virtue, I went to virgin. Like that was like exactly where my mind went, but we can go with like a real one. Um, Wait, did you say being a virgin? Yeah. I think that's overrated. That's (laughs) hilarious. (laughs) Not literally my first thought. (laughs) Um, It's not overrated according to Madonna, but I'm going to go with you on that one. Well, you know, the whole purity thing. I... I think, but it's almost like decency, purity. Like, I think that sometimes we get so focused on what good looks like or what, how we're supposed to show up in the world based upon other people that we forget what our like true experiences are and who, how we've been created. And we like, don't honor our lives. We just try to live like someone else. And I think that is overrated. Mm, so like uh, comparison, copycat, picture perfect, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's not real life. Yeah, good one. Okay, what, it. ooh, this is a great question. What occasion do you lie? I don't know what that means. On what occasion do you would you lie? I'll give you an example. I okay. would lie to not do something I didn't want to do. <laughs> Oh, I was making it like a party, like what occasion, like holiday. I didn't get 
it. Oh, that's funny. Yes, I always lie on Christmas. <laughs> that's what I was like. I don't lie on any holidays. I don't get it. <laughs> Once in a while, Easter, I tell a little little white lie. No, but I think I, t- I think I tell a white lie to not do something I don't want to do. That's fair. I, I think you're human. Which I and- think we all do. Don't yes. lie, people. <laughs> you all do it. Own it. Um, I would probably say that I would lie if it doesn't matter, right? So, like, if, if you know, somebody, like, likes a shirt that I don't like, I'd be like, if you like it, like, wear it. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, it's the most hideous thing in the entire world if somebody likes it. You know, that my taste might just be different. Um but I think I, 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 it's so hard for me to lie in life because I'm probably quite like really the worst liar in the entire world. I mean, I'm a fair skinned redhead, so I turn red all the time. My eyes get really wide and I start smiling. Like I'm, I will tell you what I buy you for the holidays. Like it's, it's really bad. Um, so if it doesn't really matter, I'd probably like tell a white lie. Or if like somebody just had a really bad breakup, I probably would just try to like, I don't know if I'd lie, but I would like keep, leave out information or hold back maybe my truth just to like have some soft skills in the moment yeah make them feel better you know give them a little exactly. pep talk give them a little exactly. pep talk. don't don't kick a dead horse when it's down that's my motto exactly yeah. it's actually not my motto but someone's and it's it works really well for this so <laughs> <laughs> um what do, it's always nice to have somebody laughing at your jokes like when I do my solo cast I just tell the joke and then no one laughs so I should get a laugh track in here I was just gonna say I will be your laugh track because I'm literally like sometimes running listening to you like giggling I, I think you're hysterical so oh I thank you <laughs> yeah yeah you make me laugh and your puns are a riot um, I am the pun master of uh temple New Hampshire so you are <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big award I don't know <laughs> I have a lawn sign. Um, what do you most dislike about your appearance? Uh, so I don't really like dislike anything necessarily, but I think that I have a sort of skewed perception of my appearance because I've always been really tall. I always have felt like I'm a really big person. Do you know what I mean? Like I had one guy I used to work with told me that I was like an Amazon woman. and Ever since then, I just feel like I'm a really big person. So that I think I get sort of self-conscious about. Yeah, I, I, it totally makes sense. I'm tall and I always feel a little like, like um, most women are not as tall as me. And so I feel like I'm always the tallest one in the room, which makes me feel awkward. So I totally get that. Um, yeah. I don't think that's what I dislike the most. I think like you, like we all have like a little bit of um, – body dysmorphia and the way that we see ourselves is not necessarily the way other people see ourselves but I just really don't like when I see pictures of myself and like things aren't even you know like my nose on one side is like like I know I have a deviated septum and it drives me nuts when I see pictures of it or like one eye is like squinty you know (laughs) so it's like things like that um yeah that's but fair. other than I that, am. it's funny. Now that you say that, though, I'm thinking about it, and I have this like I'm gonna one up you. I have this smile, <laughs> this smile thing where my right side looks really good, and like my teeth are a little crooked on my left, and like I can. So my my side is my right side, which you and I have had this conversation before because you're always trying to take pictures on the wrong side for me. So I have to like turn my head a little bit <laughs> to get my good smile, and vice versa. I don't care for my left side. So there we go. Oh my god, that's funny. <laughs> Um, okay, which 
which living person do you most despise? Oh, let's not. We're skipping that one. I was say, can we not go there? Because you know yeah. exactly what I'm thinking right now. Skip. Okay. What is the quality you most <laughs> like? You most like in a man. This is funny to be asking this question right now. <laughs> um, this is this is the courting part. Um, I don't. I you know in a man a quality if it's physical quality it's definitely eyes. I like a man with kind eyes. Um, Cause Charlie has like, you know, like resting bitch face for a male. But if you look at his eyes, he's got like the kindest eyes. Oh, I would and never think he has resting bitch to be. He looks yeah, very kind. He does. He, he does. He totally does. He makes people uncomfortable sometimes. Um, and then what I like, like um, emotionally or not physically is definitely sense of humor. Hands down. Sense of humor is a good one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with being a good listener and for quality. When you find one of those, let me know. (laughs) Oh, poor Jason is such a great listener. I mean, I don't know if it's by choice or just by the fact that I don't shut up, but he is a really good listener. (laughs) Um, And I also like tall, dark, and handsome, which I scored. So I definitely have a type where I like the dark and handsome part. The tall, I definitely have been selective <laughs> on that over, you know, the, my lifetime. But you're right. I do like some some dark, uh, dark features, if you will. Okay. I think it's weird if we say what quality do you most like in a woman, don't you? Yeah, just I be don't... nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> or not cool. nice, be kind. Oh, I do like a funny woman. I mean, I like a I funny like guy, a funny too. I like funny people. I like a woman that can walk in a room and de- like command attention and respect from men. I like a thousand percent respect and appreciate that. Okay. I Yeah. I think confidence in a woman being in her completely and 100% in her own skin is very admirable. So there we go. We just answered that one. We didn't even need yeah. to. Yeah. We don't have to talk about the physical features. All right. Your turn. What words or phrases do you overly use? I love that. That's probably my number one. And I'm trying to stop. But I do well, love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think um, I say that a lot too. I don't think you overuse it. Do you oh, think so? peep, I think you all have all started to say it because I constantly say it. So uh, watch now out. I'm going to notice. It's now a syndrome. It's a syndrome. <laughs> um, all right. How about you? What do I overly use? I cuss like a freaking sailor um and so charlie would argue that i overuse cuss words but i just think i use them appropriately um, i think a nicely placed cuss word can be um you know a, a benefit to the conversation it's always for effect it's never like i'm like being derogatory t- towards another person it's always towards you know for effect um but yeah phrase i overly use i would probably you know you know what it's been lately. 100%. I 100% agree. And it's the whole 100, not 100, 100%. Oh, I wonder if there's yeah. something to that. You should think about it, whether or not you really 100% agree. Exactly. 100%. That, that's your homework. <laughs> that's 100% okay. your homework. Um, all right. I mean, I love okay. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on it. What or who is the greatest love of your life? Bell. Aww. My daughter. Yeah, that's it. Hopefully Charlie doesn't hear this. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to say Jason for this one. That's an yeah. easy one. 
I also love my mom so much. I love so many people. I don't want anyone to feel like my that, sister so. too. I know. Like my sister is like my parents. Like she's like everything to me. Then there's Belle and then there's Charlie, which is a different kind of love. You know, there's so much love. Yeah. There's a lot of love. There's just a lot of love. Um, all right. Let's skip the next one because we kind of already talked about that. Which talent? Oh, this is a good one. Which talent would you most like to have? I have two. I want to be able to sing and play guitar at the same time and do both of those things. Mm -hmm. Why don't you just learn to play guitar and give it a little croak? I know. I know. Apparently people are able to like learn in a weekend, but you know, for me to take like a whole weekend, but yes, yes, you're right. It would be easy enough. How about you, my dear? Um, I'm going to say that the talent I would most like to have is actually a superpower and I just wish I could read people's minds. So <laughs> I don't think, but, but have you seen the movie, right? With uh, Mel Gibson, yes. what women want. Yes. Have you seen yes. that? So if there's like levels of it that would be like disturbing, I think. Yes, true. No, I would like, but I think I actually would enjoy reading people's minds. Um, As far as talents, I feel pretty good like I don't really need anything extracurricular to add to my plate, though speaking another language would be fun. Oh, that's a good one. And it's something I just can't, my brain can't do it. And playing an instrument, those things, it's like I'm broken in that way, but it's all good. Well, you want to hear a fun fact? When I was a kid, I wanted to play an instrument like in the band, right? Like I wanted to play the alto saxophone. And my mother looked at me and she said, that's a boy instrument. You're not allowed to play it. Oh my gosh. No, there's no such thing as boy instruments and girl I instruments. Know. They're just and instruments. guess what instrument Bella is starting to play this year? Thank you very much. The alto saxophone. She brought it home last week. Good for okay. her. Mm-hmm. So if you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? My dog. Just kidding. <laughs> Well, you do love your dog's life. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. No, I think, I mean, one thing I wouldn't like about being a dog is the leash situation. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little annoying. Mm. And being at people's beck and call. So I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I'm going to have to say we should each get a buy. And this is my buy question. I don't know. How about you? So I don't know either necessarily, but I've thought about this question before and I've actually talked to Belle about it. Because Bella's is in the mindset that we are reincarnated and she, you know, she, she knows she's going to come back as a human. And I asked her, I said, you know, do you want to be a boy or a girl when you come back? And she said, I don't know. She's like, I don't really care. And I was like, wow, like you've actually like thought about that. She's like, I wouldn't mind being a boy. Like we had a whole conversation about it. Um, you know, I've oftentimes think about like how cool it would be to like go through the transformation and become a butterfly and like cardinals are pretty fascinating to me. Um, so I'm not really sure, but I think, you know, whatever life it would be, would be amazing. I actually just came up with my answer as you were talking about reincarnating as someone. I would Ooh, be you come up with? someone ultra rich that isn't a celebrity. So I don't have to like have paparazzi chasing me around all the time. I'm just completely loaded and I can do whatever I want. And it's of zero consequence. Oh. Could you imagine having the weight of money lifted off of your shoulders? Like, like tons of it, like sick amounts. You know what I mean? Not just like, oh, yeah. I won the lottery, but like money that you just don't even think about. Yep. Charlie and I were talking about wealthy people this morning. And um, 
I said to him, I was like, yeah, they, they like have a long like family business of like, I'm sure, you know, they're, they're pretty wealthy, you know? And um, he was like, oh yeah, this family, they're like set, you know? And I was like, well, that's okay. Cause we're set with love. <laughs> so <laughs> at least I reframed that in my head. <laughs> that's hilarious. And you know what they say? Money can't buy you love. I'm like full of the quotables today. You totally are. And I want to sing like every single time you say something. But I won't. I'll save everybody the misery. Yeah, you can practice your singing after with your new guitar. Um, exactly. This question is super fun. Where would you most like to live? Right now, anywhere but here. Um, but <laughs> I would like to live in um, – I would actually really like to live in Europe. Um, I say, would say that or Australia. Australia is pretty freaking amazing. I've only been there once for two weeks, but I did love it. But I always have this, um, I've been to London a few times, and it's quite possibly my favorite city as of right now. I mean, I haven't visited all of the cities, and I would really love to spend some time there. How about you? No, London is very, very fun. Um, and it's nice that they speak English. I remember when I was in France, and I went to other European countries, and then I got to London. And I was like, thank God they speak my language. <laughs> um, so it was fun. Um, I, I love your answers especially Australia, I think I would choose to live. I mean, because I'm coming back as a super loaded person that has not a care in the world. So I may as well live somewhere tropical. Then again, I'm concerned about the storm factor in living in a tropical place. Mm. Makes me want to choose somewhere like really happy, like Denmark or Norway, where I heard the people are just phenomenal and the culture is great so it's a toss-up for yeah. me but I don't like to be cold and those places are cold so I I was just thinking of all of the dichotomies that happen with that right but you know they used to say that the people of Puerto Rico were like the happiest in the world oh and yeah. I don't I, I don't know if they still are you know what I mean okay this is a good question and perhaps a dangerous question what is your most treasured possession Ooh possession okay so that's not a person my most treasured possession ah this is a hard one I want to buy until you tell me your answer okay it is a really hard one and it's a toss-up for me on possessions with my computer but I know I can buy a new computer and all the files are like mostly virtual but I do have this thing worn in pretty nice. Um, I really like my rings, I think. Mm. Because there's a story behind it. My engagement ring was my great-grandmother's engagement ring, which was then my mother's engagement ring, which then my mother gave to Jason to use for my engagement ring. So, And then my, my actual wedding band I picked out, and it was like the only extravagant piece of jewelry I've ever had and ever probably will have. And so... Those are probably my most treasured possessions over my computer. That's pretty good because I that's where I went to. At first, I was like, is it my phone? Is it my wallet? Is it my computer? But you're right. I actually didn't value any jewelry. I didn't have anything of value, I guess, right, when it came to jewelry. And my, you know, my rings are, are super meaningful um, from that perspective. I mean, you know, I guess it's the nicest thing I've ever had. Um, and I also think of my Jeep. So I don't, I think I just really find, um, I treasure all of the things that sort of make me happy that I do have. I don't, you know, I'm not, not super extravagant. Um, but what I do have, I really do appreciate. 
Yeah, I 100 I 100% agree with you and I love that. I um, love that. No, too. but for me, <laughs> I really do value my my valuables and take good care of them. Um, just the other day I was looking at my glasses and I was like, holy smokes, I just love these things. So it can get a little ridiculous around here with the things I love. But it's great to appreciate what you have, right? I mean, at the same time where we wish we had like no money burden and financial burden and that sort of thing, it's, you know, we tend to appreciate what we do have more perhaps than those that don't have to worry so much about it. And you know what they say, what you appreciate, appreciate. (laughs) This is true. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure so the audience is so completely laughing at that. Um, what do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? So I, I don't understand this. I knew you were going to ask this one next. And I was like, I don't know what the hell that means. My first thought is like how I have felt. And, you know, there has been pretty, like, there have been some pretty low points in my life, if you will, um, where I've, like, seen or felt what, I'm going to get deep here for a second, so I hope that's, this is where I go with this, right? But. That's what this is about. Okay. Um, That moment of complete and utter sadness where I feel like in that moment, there's nothing to live for. It's very, like, it's a moment. It passes for me, luckily. And I'm able to pull myself out of that. But I've been there. Like, I've been to that really dark place. And, the like, the last time that it happened, not that it was overly recent, I remember thinking, wow, this is what people think of when they, like, take action to take their own lives. And, like, I am super blessed that I can pull myself out of that. But there's people that can't. And then look what happens, right? Like, that to me is, like that moment of feeling so worthless, you have nothing to live for. And I think even if, you know, even if we we all don't get to the point where we feel like we can take our own lives, we can all relate to having been in that deepest, darkest moment where you're like, what is even the point? Um, And I would agree, that is the lowest depth of misery. Yeah, so sad. Or a really bad hangover. Oh God. I mean, I've, <laughs> just you know, it's kind, of, it's, and I'm kind older. of the same thing. <laughs> I'm getting older. So it happens more often <laughs> with less and less alcohol. So there's that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. Your turn. I don't particularly love the occupation. No, one. we should skip that one. What is your most marked characteristic? I think for me, it's being tall and thin. People could easily pick me out of a crowd from my back. How about you? Yes. I 100% agree with that. I am a five foot 10 red haired girl. I pretty much stand out everywhere. I was going to say the red hair if you didn't. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. It's got me, uh, it's got me locked in since I was a kid. Um, do you value that? Do, but do you value that about me? Because, you know, the next question is what do you what most do value, you most value in your friends? We're answering questions with questions. Are we? Um, Are we? <laughs> <laughs> How would you answer that question, Emily? <laughs> I would answer that question. Um, ooh, it's so hard. But my gut is telling me honesty. Yeah. Honesty, truth. I would say um, showing up for me 
when I don't ask them to. That is probably the most valuable. I know, and I can thank you publicly for that, Emily, because you know recently you've checked in with me a couple times um, because I've shared some challenging moments. And that's something that you do really well as you check in without like me having to ask or, or, you know, expect it, which is nice. You're welcome. What's funny is when you said that, I was like, oh crap, I never do that to people. (laughs) Well, you do it for me. (laughs) What are your favorite names? My favorite names. I think I like names that are just like a little bit different. I kind of like the names that are coming back into like um, trends now, like Madison or Addison, or Lucas. Um, Like, I'm kind of over the whole, like, Steve, Matt, Chris thing. I mean, I love you all. It's all good. But, um, I mean, my daughter's name is Belle Marie. You know, I'm pretty pretty non-traditional. What about you? I love the name Belle. I love the name Audrey. I love the name Annabelle. I I also like these names that are coming back, like Liam, Noah, um, things like that. My So my brothers, I have three little brothers and they all have like Bible names. So it's Peter, Luke, and Matthew. And even their middle names are Bible names. Um, so I, I like the, the Bible names that are like a little more like Obadiah, Jebediah, you know, those kind of things. You know, way more Bible names than I know. I kind of feel like a bad I know a whole lot of Bible. We could play some Bible trivia and I would probably kick your butt. You would just win. That should be the next episode. I'll get my questions ready. <laughs> this is this is actually my most marked characteristic. <laughs> um, all right. This is a good question. What is your greatest regret? Huh. My greatest regret. You know, I don't know that I um, regret things necessarily, but I would say I most frequently as of late reflect upon leaving the military as soon as I did. Yeah. Yeah. You shared that with me. And I, and I understand, I think I understand what you're saying about, it's not that you regret something because things wouldn't be the the way that they are now, but right looking back on it, it gives you a moment to reminisce and feel sad about what you had to leave behind. Exactly. Um, mine is, I feel like my college, like trying to make a decision when you're 17 years old and you're trying to decide what to do with the rest of your life is super intense. And I don't think I had all the facts I needed to choose a college properly, to choose a major properly, to choose how I was going to finance the college properly. Um, so that decision-making process. Do you know how I chose my college? We were driving to Ohio and there was this word that I always looked for like as a sign, like legit. I looked for one word and it was my sign for everything. And I saw it on a sign and I was like, okay, this is the school. And that is how I chose my college. So I'm not going to tell it on air because then people will know what I look for and they'll like put it everywhere thinking that things are signs for me. That's fair because you're right. I would. Can't give away the secret sauce. Um, But yeah, so I think I regret just like not, you know, I get and how can you regret it? Because you don't even have the information. Like when you're 17, you don't even have a prefrontal cortex that's fully developed. So you can't make decisions. Um, But I just wish I knew more going in, you know? Yeah, I think that's it. Like, I wish maybe I'd done some things differently or maybe made a different decision. But you're right. It's 
you know, hindsight is 2020 and we are who we are today, tall and skinny for you and with red hair for me. And, you know, we wouldn't be who we are without those experiences. Well, I'm assuming that you're, you were successful in school, regardless of where you went, because you were quite the successful entrepreneur here. So. Why, thank you. No, I was a, I'm a good, I love school. It's fun. I would do it to this day if I could get paid for it, but. Um. So, right. I could, I would be a lifetime student. Like it's like one of those things Like the military, it was so easy. Like all I had to do was just like show up and do the work that they told me to do. It was like no thinking, super easy. And yeah, I love learning. So that's fair. Okay. Ready for the last question. Um, what is your motto? What is my motto? Besides get her done, because I say that all the time. (laughs) This is making me think of so many great mottos. Oh, my gosh. Um, Rise and grind. That's a good one for you. It is a good one for me. You're like a morning workout person. I am. Um, I love, you know what? You know what I love for a motto? Live free or die. It's really beautiful. Um. So I would take that as my own if New Hampshire didn't already have it. That is I also, good. I also love treat yourself. <laughs> treat yourself. I like so that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know if I have like a motto, you know, say it with a smile. That's that's going to be my new motto. Yes, I like that. Well, you know what? That's really great advice. It is great advice. You can say it anything is. with a smile and people are like, oh my God, so nice. Going back to under that underrated virtues. Okay. So last but not least, we want to tell everyone about the stories that connect tonight that we're going to be doing together where we're not going to ask our participants these questions, but we are going to give them a chance to share more about themselves so that you can get to know them in a deeper way. And um, we can all kind of like, that's how you build community and connection and relationships. So Crystal, I'll let you tell a little bit more about that. Okay. So, so excited happening on October 14th. Stay tuned for more information on time and all of that good stuff. Um, It's going to be an evening of sharing the stories of truth and power. So the last to um, the last two nights of connection we had were just absolutely incredible with women sharing stories in a super safe space and just receiving really positive reflection from those listening. So we're really excited to bring round three of stories that connect to you in October. And what's really also exciting, Emily, is that we're growing the team that is producing stories that connect. So we are bringing in some other local female entrepreneurs to be MCs and ambassadors and really, again, spread the word uh, to help women and foster, help women share their stories and foster an environment that is safe for them to show up how they want to. Yeah, perfect. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, and I will have the info for all the invites and stuff. And if you want to share a story, we we get five to six storytellers and they get three to five minutes. Well, sorry, actually this time I think we're going to go a little longer. They're going to get like five to seven minutes to share their story and get positive feedback as well as let the audience like really open it up to some of the discussion around some pretty deep topics. So we definitely want to invite you to that. And Crystal, this was fun. I feel like we should leave off with one more, but I we avoided all the really terrible ones. <laughs> so I know. Well, it, a lot of them, they're so dark, you know, and this is kind of a light conversation finding about how amazing we are. Like, why do we want to ruin that? Um, 
I will say that I think, uh, you know, it's fun to think about questions like this because it's not something that we think about or talk about or ask people on a daily basis. And it really is sort of eye-opening to think like what you're like to talk about what your first thought is when it comes to some of these really basic questions. Yeah. And to hear other people, it kind of also gives you ideas um, to, to process some of your own thoughts around them too, I think. So it's so fun and you should try it with a friend. Yes. All right, Crystal. Well, thank, thank you for having me, Miss Emily. Thank you for joining me and have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too. Okay. As promised, I told you I would follow up after the show and reward you with a couple extra little goodies. So first of all, I did fact check Crystal's fact about like needing to be compatible with people with a certain number of questions. And I couldn't find anything on the internet except a couple like relationship quizzes, which to tell you if you and your partner are compatible, 14 questions, 15 signs, that kind of thing. You know what I say? Whatever you feel, go with it. If you feel like you guys are compatible, go with it. If you don't, just stop or give it another chance, you know, your your call. But I could not find any data to see how many actual questions it takes to make sure that the person is the right person for you. So don't I'm not, I'm no Cupid, you know? Um, I decided to reconsider my overrated virtue because I do think that being nice is actually really, really nice. I think what I meant by it being overrated is that it just, it's not a virtue, let's say, that gets you entirely where you need to go. But I do think that some people actually are nice and truthful and all of those things. So don't stop being nice to each other or me. And and I don't think I thought that one through fully when I had said it. And poor Crystal, she doesn't get to explain any of the ones that she didn't feel like she answered perfectly, but that's okay. And the other thing I decided... I think that my most prized possession is definitely my house. For some reason, I completely forgot about my house when I said my rings. I still really love my rings, but I really love my house. And it's definitely worth more than my ring, I think. I mean, my husband has never told me how much that ring was, but I have an idea in my mind and it's definitely not as expensive as my house. So those are the ones I just wanted to go back and fix for myself so that I could sleep at night. The upcoming Stories That Connect tonight on October 14th. We are getting super excited. We're gonna um, go ahead and take on like two or three more storytellers. We have some chosen, but we do need people to let us know by Friday, October 2nd. So if you're interested in sharing your story, all you have to do is email me, emily at emilyaborn.com and tell me what you are what you wanna talk about and we will put you in as someone that we're considering. We have a couple of options. We, we take in basically like seven to 10 options and then we fit them all into um, what goes together best in a theme. And we are doing that evening by donation and we're going to be giving all of the proceeds to the Best Buddies of New Hampshire. So if you remember my episode with Sarah Dennehy, who is the chairperson of Best Buddies New Hampshire, they are working to promote inclusion in for adults with um, developmental and intellectual disabilities here in New Hampshire. And these events are always going to give whatever we, we take as a donation back to a local charity or organization.
Oh, and I forgot one more thing. I think my favorite trait in a person, most people, men or women, let's say mostly women as my friends, I really love people with a sense of curiosity, people that want to get to know others and ask them lots of questions and are interested and curious and really, I guess what I said, the opposite of my most deplorable trait, which is self-centeredness, really just the opposite of that. Today's review is by Good Times PR Girl, and I actually know who this is. It is Stacey Nahysky of Embrace Social You. She says, this show is thought-provoking and hilarious. I adore Emily Aborn. She never ceases to make me laugh out loud and almost spit out my coffee. Her episodes are timely and always contain insightful nuggets that us listeners can apply in our businesses right away. Keep the episodes coming. I will good times PR girl. And I will probably be doing a whole bunch in the winter complaining about how cold I am. So get ready. Um, just kidding. Thank you so much for your review. And I would love to invite you to take two seconds since you've already made it this far in the podcast and just go to the iTunes app and find the little like righty pencil-y icon and write me a review and give me some stars. That way, when Oprah comes across my podcast page, she's like, oh my gosh, all of these people have written this girl a review. I need to get on this girl's show. So that's why I'm asking for your help to help me build this. And that's all I got for you today. It was a lot. So I hope you have some fun with these questions and let me know if you use them for date night or how you use them and you know what people's responses are. But it's a really great way to get to know others better and on a deeper level. Have a great day, everyone. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.